ברוכים הבאים בשם השם, ולחנוכם ואת השם, הגות מויד, Welcome back to our weekly Wednesday shir. Baruch Hashem, last week, Wednesday was Yom Kippur, but unfortunately there was no shir. Would have, could have, and should have, either Tuesday night, Tuesday morning, or Thursday morning, or whatever we could have done. Unfortunately, the Tzarino Agodol, I will say that I just could not spread myself that, that thin. The Anishmas, Rosenbas, Rachachana, and Ezra Nisim, Ezra. Shimon, the Yitzchak, as Mashabas Yitzchak was saying it already. But enough of the eulogies, enough of the people. Let's talk Simcha. Let's talk joy. Zman Simcha Seinu. Time rejoicing. We sit in the glorious Sukkah. <clears throat> whenever we can <clears throat> and today as well we are recording this year in our sukkah <clears throat> last night I was I merited to have a uh, a group here of Argentinian Bachram Bachram that came from Argentina for sukkahs of Tishrei they wanted a Fabrengen. So there were two things that needed to fit that criteria. First of all, we needed a sukkah that's big enough for the 75 Bachran. And the second thing was they needed somebody that could speak Spanish to them and to Fabreng. And I guess maybe that was the reason I went to learn Spanish just for that. Maybe that was the reason that God blessed me, Hashem blessed me with this beautiful sukkah. But whatever the reason might be, we had the Bachran here. And it was very, very wonderful to see the future. The future has a beautiful potential. These Bachrim are all sitting, Siddhisha Bachrim, sitting and thirst, thirstily drinking every word of Taylor that Kibasavi has been said. Achsidisha Maisa, Achsidisha Vard, piece of a Maimir, Sikhis. A little bit of reprimand in between. Not anything really severe. The reprimand was only they should learn Yiddish. And um, I guess at 2 a.m. I wasn't as focused as I usually am. I didn't tell them is that the last time I fabrained with a group from Argentina, I also pounded the learning Yiddish. And a few months later, one of the Bachrim was here came for a wedding and he told me that as soon as they got back to Argentina they set up a Seder of Yiddish Seder Yiddish every night for 15 minutes they sat and learned Sikhs in Yiddish to learn Yiddish ironically to say in America what goes around comes around that very same Bacha Baruch Hashem got married in Montreal and today teaches in the seminary and is one of my 
granddaughter's teacher is there in the seminary. So, I know that the seminary is boasting proper teachers just to the fact that this Bacha, who took a chsiddish of so seriously and immediately went back on the achlata and continued on the achlata. And I know for a fact that they actually learned Yiddish, these boys. They were very, very proficient. Focusing now on the Yom Tif. Pasuk tells us about Sukkis, we say, Machtem lefnei Hashem aleikeichem shivas yam. About Sukkis, it's mentioned thrice, the concept of Simcha. There are three Yom Tevim. There's Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkis. But it's about Sukkis that's mentioned three times in the Torah, the concept of Simcha connected with Sukkis. Also, as we know, that Sukkot we take the Dalit Minim. We take the Lulav, the Esraig, the Hadassim, the Aravais. We put them together, we make a Bracha. We shake them in all directions that the world is created in. North, West, South, East. Above and below. Showing and signifying the greatness of Akarish Baruch Hu, of the Almighty God who is found everywhere. But we bring together the four species which represent diff- the four different types of Jews. We have a Jew that sits and studies Terah and does mitzvahs. We have a Jew that studies Terah but doesn't necessarily do mitzvahs. We have a Jew that, stu- that does mitzvahs but doesn't study Torah. And then we have a Jew that unfortunately not yet studying Torah or doing, and doing, or doing mitzvahs. These four types of Yidin are represented in the Dalit Minim that we use. Just for the record, I mentioned before that this shir is in the Sukkah. One of the reasons is because I need to drink water throughout the year, so I need to be in the sukkah. Yes, in many Chabad we don't drink even a glass of water out of the sukkah. So the all four types of species, each one of them has its own strength. One has a smell but no taste, one has a smell and a taste, one has no smell and no taste. And one has a taste but no smell. And these four concepts of the smell and the taste are in comparison with Teda and Mitzvahs. One has Teda, Mitzvahs, etc., etc. And we bring these four together and we take them together and we are uniting Kalal Yisrael at large. The Jewish nation at large are being united. So now we have another question. Besides why Simcha mentioned thrice in the Torah by Sukkis, not by the other Yom Tevim? <coughs> Excuse me. And why 
is Dafka Sukkis, the Yomtev that is chosen to put together all the four types of Jews. We invite by a Seder table, we invite anyone, anyone who wants to come and eat. But not necessarily do they come. Not necessarily do we find every Seder with a Tam, with a Tzad, with a Chacham, a Rasha, a Tam and a Sheni De'elishal. Which are the four sons. And Shavuiz, Nami Lochem, we are looking to eat cheesecakes. We're looking to eat dairy products, and we're looking to eat good products. We eat, of course, meat as well. But it's a beautiful yamtif. We receive the teda, and we celebrate in a beautiful ways. Sukkis, we are told, we need to rejoice. We need to be happy, and we need to gather together all the Jews. What is the difference between Sukkis and the other Yom Tevah? Well, chronologically, if you've been following the calendar the last few weeks, we had only two short weeks ago, two short weeks and a change, we had Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah we came to Shul, most everybody came to Shul, all four species, because Rosh Hashanah is one of those days that we see to go to Shul, and we pray for a good, sweet, happy new year. Then we went through ten days of repentance, as they're known, And then, came the final day of the ten days of repentance, which is Yom Kippur. Another day that we find everybody in Shul. Even, there are even Jews that are labeled as Yom Kippur Jews. Yom Kippur Jews simply because that is the day of the year they go to Shul. Some get inspired enough to come back. Some don't. But there are those that definitely get inspired enough on Yom Kippur by a good speech, or by a good song or something, and or they break the fast after the fast, the, the food whatever it is that attracts them and brings them back to shul again. Between Yom Kippur and Sukkot there are four days. These four days represent the letters of Hashem's name, Yud, K Vav, K. They're called Shem Hashem, name of God. They too are a form of repentance. So we see that we've we found now the first 14 days of the month we're involved in, in really sincere and severe and deep repentance 
remorse, regret for all that we've done the past year, and resolution for the upcoming year. Unlike the rest of the world that celebrates their New Year's in a very frivolous fashion, we celebrate the Jewish New Year in a very solemn manner. Let's take a little look in God's computer. Everything that a person does is inscribed in a book in their very own handwriting. And every night when we go to sleep, the Shama comes above and signs off on exactly what happened today. There is an eye that sees, there is an ear that hears. Every action that we do on this world is recorded by God. Yeah, even the not good ones, So what do we do? Each time a person does something that's not what they're supposed to do, it leaves a mark. It leaves a little black scar. But more than that, there's Yaakov Chevel Nachalosai between Jews who are referred to as B'nai Yisrael, B'nai Yaakov, children of Jacob, children of Israel. There's a rope that binds us together to God directly. Each and every time a Jew, Rahman al-Islam, does something wrong, they sever a strand of that rope between them and God. However, upon repentance, they repair that strand. Is a repaired rope as good as a solid new new rope? Not necessarily. There is a concept though of a sin that was done by accident, bishayig as it's called. There is a sin that's done bemazed on purpose, and the sin that's done bishayig happens to happen. If a person does something bishayig, not the best, but it's not as severe. Which means to say that the person accidentally ate something he's not supposed to eat. Accidentally um, turned on a light on Shabbos. Accidentally did something that carried on Shabbos with no Erev. Because it was in their pocket and they didn't remember. These are accidental sins. And although there were karbanis, there were sacrifices at the time of the temple that one brought for an accidental sin as well, what shear doesn't go with a nice whistling kettle in the middle? Although there were sacrifices that one needed to bring, 
but it's not as severe as the sin that was done b'mezid on purpose. We repent between Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. The repentance that we do in those days is days of awe, days of fear. We fear God and we fear the punishment and we want to be inscribed in the book of life. Therefore, we are repenting. Tshuva, repentance through Yira, through fear, causes all the sins to be reverted, to be reversed, and to be counted as if they were accidental. So we're on the on way, on to the way being forgiven list. He still did a sin, says God, but it was accident. I'll count it as an accident. I'll give you a benefit of the doubt on this one. That's what the repentance of the days of awe from Rosh Hashanah to Sukkot do. Enters Sukkot. We need to rejoice. We need to be happy. And now, the quote-unquote remorse for anything that we've ever done wrong, we are repenting through joy, through happiness, saying, God, I'm happy, I'm in love with the one above, as uh, Dov Shuren would say. And out of love and joy that I'm repenting, we have a new dimension now. The sins are considered now merits. Just as if we would have done mitzvahs at this time, just as if we would have spent our time doing only mitzvahs, every action which was until now attributed or counted as a sin because we properly repented through simcha these actions are now counted as if they were merits and they get turned over as if they were actual mitzvahs that you did this is Zman Simcha Seinu and therefore, in Zman Simchaseinu, is the time that a God chooses to see to it that all the Jews get united. All four types of Jews, all four species, Lulav and Esri. Hadas and Narovis are taken together and united because this is the time, this is the era. This is the moment that we achieve total, total absolution from God. But not just absolution, but we are now in a level where we have received everything that we have done wrong became a merit to us. And therefore, the Imara tells us in Saita, 
where the place where the Balchuva stands, the greatest, purest tzaddik cannot reach. Why? Because the Balchuva, the person that repented properly through Simcha, took all, even their sins, never mind their mitzvahs that they did, they did some mitzvahs, they took all their averis as well, their sins, and they elevated that to be like mitzvahs as well. The tzaddik doesn't have that opportunity. The tzaddik is a pure person who's loaded with mitzvahs, full of mitzvahs, and therefore does not have to convert anything into a, a mitzvah. So although he has his amount of tens of thousands of mitzvahs, the person that sinned did a good couple of thousand mitzvahs, but he did way more sins. And now by repenting has elevated them to be merits, and therefore he's, he has more merits than the tzaddik has. The passion that we read in Chitas this week and next week Is Vizayt Habracha. The blessings that Moshe gives to the Jewish nation. One of the blessings that Moshe discusses, he says, Smach Zvulun Secho Vyisachor Beoyhalecho. Rejoice, Zvulun, as you go out and Yisachor as you sit in your tent. Tells us all the commentaries. Yisachar and Zvulun make a pact. Zvulun says, I'm a very good businessman. I'm business-minded. So what I'm going to do is, I want to dabble in business. I'm not cut out to sit and learn. But, fact is, we need to learn. So where, and when, and how can I get my learning in? Comes Wulan, and says to his brother Yisachar, my dear brother, you'd like to sit and learn. But from sitting and learning all day, how are you going to support your family? When the Alter Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe, called in a Melamed to teach his son, he told the Melamed as follows, I have an obligation to teach my son. You are obligated to support your family. Let's switch. You teach my son, and I'll support your family. Fair enough deal. Not that the Altarebbe couldn't teach him, and not that he didn't teach him plenty of things. But as a Malamed Dardaki, he wanted to have somebody that's going to teach the boy, aside for himself. And that was the deal that they made. It was a deal breaker. Malamed said, no problem. Now I know I have Parnassus to support my family. And al was satisfied that he had somebody teaching his son. 
Zavulun and Yisachar do the same thing. Zavulun says, I'm going to go out to work. And I'm going to earn. I'm going to earn much enough for both of us. When I come back, we'll split it. You sit and learn. And I will pay for your learning, for you to learn. And thereby, I will get half the merit of your learning. Lewis says, Yisachar, you got a deal. Shake on it. I could sit and learn undisturbed and just sit and learn Torah all day long at night and not have to worry about how I'm going to support my family. Works for me. But it doesn't say Yisachar is going to be happy. It says, Smach Zvulun. It says, Zvulun be happy. Let's examine this wonderful partnership Zvulun goes out and slugs away sometimes goes on business trips for weeks on end doesn't see his wife and children we're talking pre-internet, pre-videos, pre-everything pre-smartphones it's it's grueling he gets to his hotel at night and he calls the house Hopefully his wife is still awake to answer the phone. The children, 90%, are sleeping already. And he's working. He enjoys the work. He's earning a very, very nice living. Making a lot, a lot of money. Then he comes home. He comes home after weeks on end. And what happens? He sits down, makes a calculation, and says, okay, 50% has to go to my partner who's studying terror for me. comes his little Yetzirah and the Yetzirah says hey sir hold off what are you doing he sat at home or in his yeshiva day and night in the comfort of a Bismedish in the comfort of his study davening three times a day with a minion enjoying his learning you were out there slugging away literally taking your guts out and now you amassed a nice amount of money you're giving half to him So sometimes Zvulun actually says to himself, that's a little steep. But I do have the deal, so I gotta do it. And sometimes Zvulun can succumb to the Yetzirah and say, I'll give him 40% instead of 50%. It's still enough. Fact is, though, Zvulun comes through. And the fact is that Yisachar sits and learns. However, 
Yisachar's learning is effortless. Effortless. Bottom line. He sat in Lent in comfort, saw his wife and children every day, had three square meals, went home to his own bed every night. Givaldik. Zvulun paid a price for the price that he made. Comes the Mila after 120 years. And Zvulun comes upstairs and they say the announcement going on in the loudspeakers How great is it for the person that comes here with his learning of Torah in his hands. What did I learn? Chitas? Rambam? I didn't have time to learn. I was busy earning money so that I could support the Torah scholars. Comes the Malach and embraces him and says, Your Torah merits came through Messias Nefesh, through pure abnegation pure self-sacrifice and therefore the Torah merits which you merited because you supported the Torah scholars is way more magnified than the one that just sat and studied the Torah itself person that studied himself answers to he comes in with his Torah in his hand he comes before God Almighty. He comes before all the judgments. But the one that's really joying, re- rejoicing is Zvulun. Smach Zvulun say Secha. When you go out of this world and you come to the world to come, you're going to be very, very happy. Yisachar, not so much. Yisachar will be happy. He'll be basking in the, in the lights of Torah, all the Torah that he amassed, all the Torah that he learned, everything that he put together. He'll be rejoicing with all the words of Torah, with all the pages of Gemara, all the pages of Chassidus, all the pages of whatever he learned. Shulchan Aruch, etc., It'll be a steady course, though. It doesn't pave a way where he's in a, a level of Messias Nefesh, of abnegation, of dedication, of devotion. He's not taking this, he didn't take this to a higher level than the actual Torah is. He elevated Tera. There's nothing to talk about. He elevates Tera. He brings Tera about. He brings Tera to life within himself. But it's not what Zvulun amasses. Mm-hmm. And therefore the Tera says, Smach Zvulun b'tseisecha Yisachar b'yadach Yeah. Thank God. Could you call me in a half hour in the middle of the course? Not a, not a golf course.
Not a golf course, no, in the middle of a class. I really can't talk about it. I'll call you back So we go back to the Samachtim Lifnei Hashem Lekech Hashiv Asyam. This special mitzvah to rejoice Chagasukis for seven days. And the Ramam learns from here that Chagasukis was an extra joy above, above and beyond all the others. Even though that we need to rejoice in the others as well, but Sukkis, as we said, is the extra the extra simcha, the extra joy. And the Ramam continues and enumerates the joy and the service of God in general, the simcha which a person rejoices by doing a mitzvah with love of God, the commandments, the great service that a person puts into it, and it also says, Anyone that diminishes oneself, or makes himself to naught, and makes a gufe, it's not, goes easy on, on his own body and self, this is a great one. And how great it is for the one that serves God out of love. And David Melch Yisrael says, Mentions this back in Shmuel Hanavi, Shmuel Beis, chapter 6, verse 22, showing how he was humbled. And there's no greater honor that you can honor God with enjoy rejoicing with God. This edition of the Rambam, of the greatness of the joy of serving God in general, is a little bit out of place. It's not talking about the obligation of Simcha and Sukkot, but that we need to serve and rejoice with God at all times. So the Rambam should have written in his halachas in Avedis Hashem in general. Or even more so, to add this into Hilchus Yom Tov, where it talks about the obligation of being happy on Yom Tov. Where does this come into the Sukkis Dafka? And we say that we learn from the Rambam a very important point here. When it comes to Simcha. It's not enough just to rejoice. By just going with the flow, as we say, like every other yamtiv, a, a yid needs to rejoice every mitzvah every day. Even when he's not soaking in automatically the simcha. However, in sukkis, we have an extra simcha. Simcha's base hasha'eva. This brings about the simcha of Am Yisrael, the kiyam of mitzvahs of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. 
But this Simcha does not come with a great Chiddush so, so much th- that much since the holiday of a Jew automatically brings about joy. And therefore it's not hard, so not such a big thing to understand that a person, because it's yomtiv, becomes happy, becomes joy- joyous. But to bring a Jew to a simcha of mitzvah, every single mitzvah and every day, in every situation that he uh, uh, com- that he comes on head, head he comes head to head with, this is a vedigadayla. This is a big service. Therefore, the Ramam adds over here the example of Davra Melech, who was totally, totally dedicated, devoted. And he says how much, how important it is, the simcha of every mitzvah. Even though that I'm going through hardships, I, re- I achieve and reach the simcha gedayla. From here we see that each and every Jew needs to learn a lesson in service of God. If a, an important person, person, one could think, I'm sorry, one could think, only Zman Simchaseinu can I awaken within my soul the concept of Simcha but on a regular weekday how can I all of a sudden be rejoicing and all of a sudden be jumping for joy the Ephraim tells us Davka after Simcha's Beis Sheva begins the Avedah Gedoyla the Simcha of Mitzvah begins the great service of the joy of Mitzvah and also on the weekdays, a Jew binds himself with Akadosh Baruch Hu, serves with his service to God, and therefore he is chayiv to see to it that he invests and does this all with simcha. And this simcha speeds up, in simple words, what it says, Az Yemalei Tehillim, again, Dabar Melech says, then, will fulfill the joy of our ma- our song, our mouths, with the B.S. Mashiach, one of the things that we do on Sukkot is we sit in the Sukkot. Similar to that, there's a mitzvah, as we said before, of taking this Dalit Minim. These two mitzvahs really, in essence, are opposites. However, the Al-Tarebbe writes in the Siddha, the mitzvah of taking the lulav in a sukkah is a better choice. The fact that a person should see to it that they should be careful to bring, to make the bracha on the lulav and essek in the sukkah is brought down in the Sifrei Kabbalah Sifrei called Priye Tzchayim Cheda Kabbalah is from the secrets of Teda 
it's not from the regular studies of Teda, it's to the secrets that we learn in Teda. But rather the Altareva brings it down. That's the best way to do the mitzvah. Which tells us that it's the simple way of doing the mitzvah, taking the mold of an and doing it in a sukkah. Whereas it's brought, the source for this is from Zayah. Kabbalah Svarim, which is esoterical. We celebrate two Yom Tevim in these seven days. For seven days. Pesach and Sukkot. Chag and Sukkot is different than Pesach. And we see this according to the Psukim that says Chag Pesach. The name isn't connected with the emphasis on all the seven days. Says the the fifteenth day of the month is Chagamatzis. And then we find also you should eat matzahs for seven days. Chukas by by Sukas it says Chaga Sukas Shivas Yom Hashem. The Yom Tov of Sukas is all seven days. The open difference between Pesach is its actual essence. Being a day that the Jews left Egypt on Chaga Pesach. Matzah doesn't signify the actual celebration of the Yomtev. Although the reason that we eat it is because when the Jews left Egypt, the bread, the, the dough did not have time to rise. But the eating of matzah is not the significance of, of, of the eating of the, the Yomtev Pesach. Whereas Chagasukas. We don't have any particular food or action. What is the Chagah Mitzvah? Is to sit in the Sukkah seven days. Every opportunity we have is to sit in the Sukkah. And therefore the Torah emphasizes that all seven days are Chagah Sukkahs. Even though according to this, I'm sorry, we still have now a little bit of a not misunderstanding, but not misconception, but lack of understanding in the fact of mitzvah min hamufcher. It's the best and choicest way to do it to take the lulav in the sukkah dafka. Because sukkah envelops the entire mitzvah, the entire celebration of the holiday of sukkahs. And the same thing is also taking the Dalit Minim. This is also a symbolic thing on Sukkot. And therefore, the Sukkah makes these days Yom Tif. So we should be Mekayim, the Mitzvah which we do for this Yom Tif, the Dalit Minim in the Sukkah. When we make a Bracha on the Lulav in the Sukkah, we add to the Sukkah Shlemist, its completion in Mitzvah Lulav, which is the basis of the source of the actual essence thing of the gather of this Mitzvah, of the Yom Tif. 
not because a person could possibly do this, could possibly do everything in the sukkah, rather than do it in the house, although we don't sleep in the sukkah, not in Chabad at least. But the sukkah adds a completion to the actual special mitzvah of Lulav. Because that is the source of the Yom Tev, is in the sukkah. The Lulav, as we said, symbolizes those who sit and learn Teda. The bracha is al-natilas lulav, thereby telling us the greatness and the importance and the reverence we have for those who sit and learn Teda day and night. A Jew could think it's enough for him, his whole spirituality of Teda, and doesn't need any other special holiness for wanting God wanting to sit in a sukkah or anything of the sort therefore those that don't sit in their tater all day but rather do physical mundane work need to understand the greatness coming together within the sukkah this is what the tater is teaching us that the bracha on the lulav is mitzvah and amuvchar to do this in the sukkah. Learning teda has to be in a way that a person is totally nullifying oneself before God's will. A Jew needs to know that the way to gather the chachmas teda is when he's totally en- enveloped within it and it's totally engraved within him. And he feels that he knows and he's getting the, gaining the knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch himself. And this is higher by any standard possible of any person. And therefore we see, we derive from this, the special dedication and devotion one needs to have to gather the Tedas Hashem. And this within itself is the Me'ain Kol Chai, the well, wellspring of the understanding and of the learning. Sukkah is marked, besides eating and sitting and drinking in the sukkah, and learning in the sukkah, is marked also with Simchas Beis HaSheva, rejoicing, going out and dancing, Pouring of the water of libation in the base Hamikdash, and that's the basis of the great simcha, the simcha's base Sheva. And it's so much so, if you keep in score at home, the Gemara and Sukkah and Aleph and Aleph, the Mishnah says, "Kol Whoever did not see this joy, this rejoicing, is that they never saw rejoicing in their lives. 
the rejoicing of the gathering of the water in order to pour it on the Mizbeach, this Simcha superseded any Simcha in the world. Why don't you use mine, Mendel? Mendel, use mine. The same Gemara in Sukkah, before this actually, in Memchesam and Beis, keeping score on, tells us something not so nice that happened one of the days Chagasukas. The Kayan pouring the water was a tzaduki, apostolate. They sanctify the words of Teda and they use only exactly the way it says in the Teda. They don't allow the explanations of Talmud, of Shachanara, or anybody else. They go word for word verbatim. says to see it, sits us, they hang it on the wall to look at it. And then etc., etc., with all the mitzvahs they do. They Therefore, they don't eat anything hot on Shabbos, they eat everything cold. So one time, there was a tzduki, a kayin, that was pouring the water. And he didn't want to pour the water. He didn't want to do that mitzvah. Because it doesn't say clearly in the Torah to do that. It's only a hint. An explanation of the Mishnayis. So instead of pouring it on the Mizbeach, he poured it on his feet. The nation was in, was appalled says the Yamada, what do they do? They stoned him. With what? With their Esregim. They took their Esregim and they started to just just pelt him with Esregim. This story, like any other story that's brought down in Teda, has to have a perpetual lesson. And therefore, we need to understand each factor of this story. The Tznuki, who didn't believe in Nishamayim, didn't have to pour it anywhere. But what did he decide to do? He's going to pour it on his feet. Another prat that we should pay attention to. The punishment that Tznuki was meted out, was meted out to not through Bezin, but the entire nation pelted him. And the basis of the opinion of these Sudukim their train of thought is that we need to take words literal in the Torah. <coughs> Not use our seichel. But it also means that you're eliminating two very, very important approaches. Emuna, the basis of Emuna, and Kabbalah's El, acceptance of the yoke of Tera. 
And therefore they accepted only what it says in the Torah clearly. And they opposed to accept anything that had to do with belief in God, belief of the sages. It's not Torah Shabbat, it's Torah Shabbat. This is what their approach was. Tzedukim, they did mitzvahs. They did the mitzvah of Nisuch Hayayin. And also, because they did the pouring of the wine when it had to be poured, they poured also water. Since there's a reason doing the mitzvah by understanding and feeling, where by him, by water, there's no reason and therefore it's only symbolic, and it involves Kabbalah's Earl and Amunah, and he says, I'm not in, I'm not, don't count me in. So the Tzedukim agreed to accept the understanding and the recognition, and they pushed everything to the side, anything that is not Seichelik of Tehra. This same Tzedukim also excluded whatever the Chachamim said, whatever the sages established to have Piskei Alokha for generations. And they held, they were the opinion of they also have merits to, to, uh, to their way to explain the tale is also good. But they themselves understood that it's impossible that every person should explain a Tehra according to the way it is. Everyone should explain it to the way they think. Everybody just make their own opinion of how, they ta- how to translate Tehra. And therefore they held that the general nation, if we need to have a special lesson, that we have customary, the heads and the leaders, to explain according to their reasoning. This was therefore hinted the Tzaduki by pouring the water on his legs on his feet. Feet are the simple people. They are the ones that can come on to Kabbalah Sailor's Batlas. Your foot doesn't have much of a choice to carry you. To walk. It doesn't concentrate and think what I'm making, what step I'm taking. His guy, the Kayan, was able to grasp Tehra in his Seichel according to his Avana, his understanding. And therefore he came to the opinion, not the heads, not the Kehanim, that punished the Siduki, but the entire nation. Because this was something that the Siduki was trying to message, he was trying to send to everybody. Don't get involved with the head. Don't get involved with the smart, with the thinking. Don't think into it. Dafka through <coughs> forcefully of presenting each Jew and every Jew the Kolaom. The whole nation stood up with their Munab and their Kabbalah sale. And therefore they took their Srege Hadedis and the Schus of their. Esregim, we will merit <coughs> to the Geula Amitus Vashleimah Yidei Mashiach Tzidkenu 
and we merit to go Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Teira. A time where we celebrate and we've learned Teira. We dance with the Teira without learning. With a closed Sefer Teira, we sit and dan- we dance, stand and dance, and we rejoice. And we don't say, "What is the Teira telling us?" In order to make us happy, but rather we're just plain happy with Teira. Shmini Atzeres was added because Kosha Lai Pridatschem. We know we've spoken about this before. The marshal of the king that had his children over, and they spent a while with him. And when they were supposed to leave, he said, "Wait, wait, don't leave." Give me another day. And he added another day to their quote-unquote vacation. Why? Because it's hard for us, for me, to part with you. And similarly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does the same thing for us. And after spending a full week with Adulav, our Esri, in our Sukkah, and doing everything dedicated and devoted totally to God. God says, Vatkin de Vartva, don't don't go, don't run away yet. It's hard for me to part ways with you. And we understand the wording. It's not Pridaseinu. It's hard for me to part with you. Pridaschem, you're parting. It doesn't make sense. What was so hard for God and their party, the Jewish party? And God says, I've watched you for seven days sitting together arm in arm in the sukkahs, marching together with the Lulav and the Esrik. The unity is unbelievable to see my children so united, is so beautiful and perfect. Now you're going home to your own places, your own cities, your own nations. You won't know each other, you don't talk to each other. Some of you might still have phone calls or not. But <laughs> last night I was sitting, as I said before, with this group of Argentinians and another group that was once here years ago from Chile was sitting in Santiago, Chile, Fabrenging. And they got a yearning. Where's the rabbi? So they called me on video in the middle of their Fabrenging. I showed them how we are bringing now in Spanish as well. And it was such a joy for both sides of the world. The fact that we are all rejoicing together to Sukkah Achas. And now to part us, part ways, and to go in different directions. It's hard, says HaGadosh Baruch for me to see you go in different directions, children. Keep together, stay together. And by standing together, standing firm together, we will merit to the ultimate redemption, the ultimate going out of our golos with Mashiach Tzitkenu, Rebbe Nesidereinu, Vereishenu, take us out for this Simchastena, we will dance together with our coffins to our Rebbe, Melech HaMashiach, in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKadosh, Agut Yom Tev, Agut Meyer to all.